outside of the bathroom, next to the bread, was a jacuzzi bath. <laughs> For no reason. At all. And it was... I, th- I think there's literally one reason. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And today we're talking about Paraguay. Guay. Paraguay. Paraguay. Um, this is a Paraguayan. Paraguayan? Paraguayan. Paraguay. Paraguayan. Flag. Uh, pa- Paraguayan. <laughs> Off to a wicked start. Don't even know how to say the country. It's like Lesotho all over again. <laughs> it's like the Dutch flag with a crest a in the middle. Animal. Something in the middle. I'm sure you've done a lot of research, as you do. And I'm sure you discovered this country is incredible and so unexpected I mean, for me, I mean, I learned yeah. so much. So, I'm so, so surprised it's like by the it. black sheep of South America. I think the big thing about about Paraguay um, is that it's the only country in South America which doesn't have a Latin language as its main language. Mm. Um, well, it sort of does. It's like they have two co co national languages. What's the is it mess? Guarani. 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 Yeah. Um, and it's not just spoken by the indigenous population. It's spoken by mestizos and uh, some of the some of the white settlers who live there and the indigenous population. And it's shared with Spanish, obviously. Mm. I think to to understand this country, we have to give a bit of context uh, because, for example, like the the fact that the demographics so varied is say because it's... of one reason uh, that you probably saw is uh, they had a war with. All their neighbours. Oh yeah, the the triple war, the triple alliance. Or something. Yeah, against Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Uruguay, possibly, and ninety percent of their men died. No, seventy percent. I read, or seventy percent of their men died. Then, or some a figure between seventy and ninety. This was in the seventeen ninety, seventy oh, seven zero. When and, did it happen? Sorry, uh, in the nineteenth century, I think. Oh shit! Like eighteen. I swear I wrote it down, but I can't... F- oh, yeah, there you go. 1864 to 1870. Um, yeah, the population was decimated in the Triple Alliance War. And uh, to rebuild the country, they were like, people, you can come from all over the world. We've got great fertile land. Like It's perfect to do all your business. It's really easy to settle here. And that's still like that culture is still around mm. like nowadays. And it is one of the easiest countries to establish residency and get a second passport in in I the know, world. I know oh, shit, loads, I of, loads of Czechs move there because like, they bought pol- polka music. So like Paraguayan polka is a, a really big thing. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> but um, but, but to, to talk briefly about the war, it, I, they, I think some people have estimated that it's one of the deadliest wars in modern-ish history. And no one talks about it. It's, I didn't know about it until now. I'm not a historian, but still. It's weird because I've read very different things. Is that, well, it's pre predates the war, but I've read that it's the most homogenous country uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in South America. 95% identifies Mestizo. Mestizo. Yeah. That's but just Mestizo mixed, is it? mixed, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. So that that actually makes a lot of sense, right? But I'm sure I'm sure we're going we're to get to why later. So probably sex. Y- oh, you, have you read about happen? same race marriages were banned? 
No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So Until... there was um so there was a, a man called Jose Gaspar Rodriguez de Francia. Is that this guy? Yes, yeah, it is. Uh where is he? That fellow. Um I, I had a feeling his name was gonna go on when he started yeah, yeah. saying it. <laughs> oh, it goes on further. Oh, he's got um, more name. Well, uh, in 1814, he was just about to become Supreme Dictator, <laughs> which is a title he would hold until his death in 1840. Um, so in 1814, Francia issued a decree forbidding marriages between European men, namely Spaniards, and women known as Spanish women. Um, European men would only be allowed to marry indigenous mixed race or black Paraguayan women. Um that's not how I thought it was going to go. No. Yeah. I thought it was going to be the opposite of that. So yeah, same sex marriages were banned. Um, so 18- Same race marriage. Same race, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the decree in 1814 aimed at reducing the political threat posed by royalist Spaniards in Paraguay. Um, uh, uh. He also confiscated royal and church lands and gave them to indigenous peasant, peasants as state ranches. And in return, they served as soldiers loyal to the supreme dictator. No one was allowed to hold a rank above captain. Um, that and seems, seems brilliant. And, yeah, despite his in, and despite his intent, uh, the decree did cause the extinction of Spanish Europeans as an ethnic group in Paraguay. Well, go Paraguay. It's a bit... It's um, nuts, right? It, it's nuts. Uh, it's probably not the best way to go about things. Uh, but his goal was, I mean... To get rid of the colonials in a way. Mm. He did. And he did. Have that, Spain. He looks pretty white though, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's got a big nose as well. Well, they all did back then. We've only we've only recently historically grown into our noses as a species. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's 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 I I like that he called himself the supreme dictator. Yeah, dictator's not enough. It has to be the supreme. Supreme. Do, do they have a normal dictator? That's just like the no, no. the normal. I'm uh I'm dictator turbo. Well, maybe he like he allowed captains to call themselves dictator, and he's like, yeah, but you can only you can only come up this high. I'm supreme. And then the next one's like supreme premium dictator. Extra supreme deluxe supreme <laughs> deluxe. <laughs> Oh no, it's Deluxe Supremium, isn't it? Yeah. So, so he held that title um, for twenty-six years. Uh, well, so, then he died, and then after that, that's when the Triple Threat War, whatever the war, Triple Alliance, Triple. And didn't didn't um, Paraguay lose like forty percent of its territory? Yeah, it lost a lot of land, a lot of people. It was just horrible. From I, I did watch Geography Now, and all of the pictures he used for Paraguayan people were just football fans, female football fans wearing very low cut football jerseys. They were the only pictures he used. And Paraguayan. How many did he use? Uh, like four or five, I think. <laughs> um, but he sold it. He sold, he sold Paraguay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he did. I am. Um, I've got one, I guess this is sort of, it sounds like an old-timey fact, but it's actually true. Um, uh, in Paraguay, duels are still legal. <laughs> yes. Have you, do you know about this? But there's some great like additions to that. Like You have 
to be a blood donor yeah to be able to do that legally <laughs> and also i think you need to oh you need to have a professional medic on hand yeah yeah um, who's then gonna grab your blood and go donate it it's amazing i mean i don't know how i feel about the deals i guess if you hey. don't want to do it you don't have to do it yeah but um if you do make sure uh make you sure you're doing proud yeah, yeah but do you think it would be murder <laughs> No, it's a, yeah, it's a duel. It's a duel. It's totally. Well, no, hold, no, all the rules, all bets are off. Just... Unle- uh, wait, unless you're a blood donor, then yeah. yeah. What if you're a blood donor, um, but you're also a doctor? You need an additional. I would imagine you need an additional. Just yeah. an external for risk mitigation. No. Yeah. Whoever's writing the risk assessments, a lot of work. <laughs> I'm sure it's risk, a work. Highly likely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Type death. Would you, would you? uh Oh yeah. Would you? Would you ever have a duel? <laughs> no uh, way. Not not. uh Oh, what do you mean? No way. Why would I? On banjos, I would. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what would be the biggest implement you'd have a, a fight with? Biggest weapon. Non-lethal weapon. Yeah, but yeah, everything yeah. can non, be lethal non, if you yeah. try hard enough. Everything can be lethal in these hands. Said Ed. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd have a bazooka. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, if, if if it was like, okay, you have a choice of, so guns out of the equation, you've got knife, various different types of sticks. It, and really, it really depends what my mm. opponent's got. Yeah, but no, you have the same thing. That's why it's a duel. Oh, ah, I see. I think I'd probably just go for a stick. I'd go for something long because with my long arms, add some length, no one can beat me. Not even the rock. Well, maybe you can. He's actually quite long i think he's taller than you as well yeah it's a bad example (laughs) he would fuck me up (laughs) okay i'll go for a tennis racket a tennis racket yeah i'd go for a golf club in that case have you ever been hit in the face by a tennis racket not often no it's unpleasant i've been hit in the head with a golf club accidentally which wasn't very nice i was stood behind someone when they were taking a swing Oh, it was like that sounds horrible yeah wait your forehead yeah it was like yeah it's horrible god Big old golf ball sized lump on my head. I once How got convenient. I once yeah. got hit in the face by a cricket ball. That uh, was what at a game? Yeah, uh no at training session at Nets. Oh, you were playing for Yeah. That must hurt. They're yeah, hard. it was unpleasant. Mm. I'd really like to have a go in one of those batting cages. Oh, baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to do that. Anyway, Paraguay. <laughs> um, do they play baseball? Is that I presume their national sport is also football? I think it. I think it. They've been to quite a lot of World Cups. So yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that's their national sport, but um, famously landlocked, one of two in South America. Mm-hmm. I think Ed's got a fact. Yeah, I suppose you've you've got the same. <clears throat> I think there's going to be the, a lot of overlap in this episode. <laughs> it's the largest navy of any landlocked country. <laughs> that's bonkers. It, but to be fair, like, how many boats do you need for it to be the largest navy of landlocked countries? Well, they've got access to the sea, haven't they? Yeah. With so rivers. It, it operates in the country's rivers and can access the ocean through Argentina. And I know they use, I think there's got 12 harbours dotted that's, around that's crazy. different places. But river, river harbours. I couldn't tell Or you. military harbours. Or bases, yeah, I guess so. I don't know, 12 of, of some of those. Um. Was that what you were? Yeah, that's something like that. But also to to sort of piggyback off the back of it, um, being a landlocked country, Paraguay hosted the world's first conference of landlocked nations. Uh, more than thirty countries took part. Yeah, 
in 2005. Well, we definitely went went to the same website. Yeah. What did they talk about? Like, I wrote it down because it's just the funniest thing ever. Oh, I didn't check if Luxor so, went. So, beaches, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're shit, right? <laughs> I feel... I don't know. I suppose what they probably just talk about how either how shit their their neighbors are. <laughs> just went to um, cry the election. <laughs> and like, and all like Ethiopia will be like, oh, those Egyptians with their dam, and they're like, oh, you think yours is bad? Look at us. <laughs> <laughs> and then poor little Uzbekistan, the world's only doubly landlocked country, is like, oh, I bet. You, well, you think you got it bad? Mine's twice as bad, guy. Isn't Liechtenstein doubly landlocked? What's doubly landlocked? When you're landlocked and the countries around you are landlocked themselves. So Liechtenstein is bordered by Switzerland and Austria and they're both landlocked, I think. Yeah. Oh, oh maybe maybe one or two then. Mm. Uh, I, I can only think of one, but... So yeah, we're going into enclave territory now. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. It's not. But talk, you were talking about dams, unless you've got something else you wanted to say. No, that's that's it for now. A fact that I'm sure you must have researched because that's right up your straight. Uh, This is the Itaipu Dam, which is the world's... Itaipu. Yeah. Itaipu sounds a bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Which is the world's second biggest hydroelectric power plant. Oh, the first one is... um, The biggest power plant hydroelectric is called um, the (laughs) Sakadek Dam. (laughs) Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their their power is a hundred percent hydro, isn't it? Yeah. What for mm. the whole nation? Yeah. Shared with Brazil, isn't it? Yeah. The so dam. It also exports it to Brazil. But look at the picture, which is a high res picture, which is quite nice for a change. Um it doesn't look that big. Like it looks big. Don't get me wrong, it looks big. But the second largest, I feel like it's not high, that's the thing. Yeah. It's not high at all. Like, you used to, like, massive dams are just... Do you know how big it is? No. Don't have but any. presumably it's, like, number of turbines and... Yeah, I suppose it's the, so, the amount of, like, output I'm rather just, than physical size. I'm just reading in my notes that even though it generates all, nearly all of Paraguay's electricity, Brazil uses 90% of the electricity generated yeah. from the dam. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. Which yeah. is crazy. So 10% of the power coming from that powers most of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil are getting a fucking good deal out of that. And in, in 2016, it set a a new world record for annual power generation, I assume of, of a hydroelectric dam, of um, 103 million megawatt hours. No clue. A lot of, I don't know how many Subway sandwiches that is. Um, <laughs> how many Luxembourgs? Yeah, I don't know. It was built in 1971, so you'd have hoped that enough time had passed since the, that massive genocide. Hundred years. Oh, okay. Pretty much, I think exactly a hundred years. It cost, but it cost 196 billion dollars. But they've got, they've got a good relationship with their neighbours, right? Like, yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, I think now they do. They sort of just squash that beef um, <laughs> with all of them. Uh, they do produce do we, a hell of a lot of beef, though. They do. And destroy most of their country because of it. In Paraguay? Yeah. But I didn't know that. In, I, well, I know that they had the world's... Uh, they hold the world record for the world's biggest barbecue. Do they? Over, over, <laughs> over 30,000 people attended. Shit. Yeah. So, how much did they actually grill? Because if it's just a, an attendance figure that matters here... 
oh, I can have like mean, a little... I saw pictures of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose, Ed, you mean in the sense that if you took a disposable grim grill to Wembley Stadium, yeah. you could claim to have the world's biggest barbecue. <laughs> That's exactly no, what they, I mean. They, I think they all had, they all had dinner. Um, okay. At least like half a sausage each. What well, kind no, of... It was, it was like, because like, you know they have that like gaucho style of cooking. Mm. Um, it's like open uh, Yeah, they just like fires. fucking flay it and then stick it next to some fires. Um, it was like that. Just rows and rows of smoldering carcasses mm, much yummy. like the war no doubt <laughs> the queue must have been massive yeah well possibly <laughs> don't know um but yeah if that if that hasn't got your 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 taste buds tickling viewers slash listeners ed's going to enlighten us now with um other delicacies so this frittata. what the fuck is that this is called sopa paraguaya as you know I speak a bit of Spanish, but it's Sopa. not. A, but it's not a soup. But it's not a soup. Ironically, so I was like, "Is this in Spanish or in the other language?" And it is in Spanish, but they just decided to n- not use the word correctly. Uh, and it is cornbread made of corn flour, cheese, and milk, and it's like a spongy cake, rich in calories and protein. That's really underwhelming. As far yeah, as it's not doesn't excite the eyes. And it? also on this picture, it's so it's like. A yellow spongy cake, basically. Um, and on this photo, it's got a raw onion on top. I'm not exactly Is sure how I feel about that. shaving cheese? Isn't no, it a cheese it's got, cake? A of, it's got a bit of green. Oh, yeah. yeah it onion. That makes yeah. sense. Cheese and onion pasties. Classic. <laughs> They're a bit raw. Include. <laughs> yeah, you have raw onion on things. Yeah, but just like, it's like, imagine having bread with raw onion. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. You ever had like an open face sandwich with some raw onion on it? No. Oh, Edward. Not, not just on- the bread and onion the onion, bay. though. Did an onion bay on it. Yeah, but if there's other stuff, me. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it like a hoop. Um, they have loads of, they've got like cheese bowls. What other food have they got? I, I, oh, the cheese balls th- actually look really good. The, the way I do, I do this research usually is I try to find something that doesn't really exist in other places, but they probably have a lot of similar stuff mm. uh, in bordering countries. But this seems to be very local. They have this drink as well. Uh, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Me neither. Great, but it's it's made differently. What's the the one that <laughs> Argentinians drink where it's like uh, in the wooden? Ma- no, it's not matcha. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it's something like that, though. It's one of those. Mate. Mate. It's like mate, but it's made with cold stuff instead of hot mm. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so it's tea, basically. Yeah. A sort of tea. Yeah, and it's, it's drunk a... out of a uh, bullhorn. Oh, much yeah. cooler. A funny straw. Do you drink much tea, Ed? Mm, not really. I-, I have coffee more often than tea. Uh, I don't have tea daily. I no. feel so judged right now. You both look. No, 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 no I, I, don't, I, don't I don't drink, drink tea much drink at all. Tea oh, well. I have um, mint tea sometimes, but that's about it, really. Yeah, it I drink a lot of tea in in the winter when I feel like I'm going to get ill. <laughs> Not sure that helps, but you know that ginger infusion oh, yeah, that, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, that's some good shit. But it tastes pretty good. And every time I have tea, I'm like, it's a pretty good shit. I should have it more <laughs> it's often. Not, it's not that bad actually. <laughs> I feel I feel the same about. And this is a very hard a hard tangent. Um, about my yearly pint of Guinness. I have, I have Guinness once a year. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. I should drink more often. And then why, a year goes by. Why do you leave it a whole year? Uh, it's just a bit too heavy for me. It's know? not. It's, it's lighter than every other beer. It's, it's, that is not true. I could I could drink way more Guinness than I could drink any other beer. Yeah, but it's not, but because it's it's not far like... off being a yogurt. 
The so, top bit is. Well, sorry, like a, like a light cream. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Chocolate. It is, it is delicious, though. It it's the only pretty, thing I drink. It's pretty good. Mm. Reminds me. Uh, so my dad doesn't like stout and a bit like that. I'm also not a huge fan of cider. And when I moved here, so this is probably around the 5th of September 2016. Around? <laughs> Yeah, either the day before or after. I know that's How when I How do you know that of... so specifically? Because I know that's when I moved here. Started university. It's pretty easy to remember. I don't know. I don't remember anything when I started university. Um, and my, my dad drove me here and we went to the pub uh, maybe on the first or second day in Bristol. So obviously I didn't know anything. And also I was way less confident like, in, in terms of like English and stuff like that because I'd never lived here. You know, I only spoke English from like, school to perform. Can you do an impression of yourself the first week of university? <laughs> I don't think I can. Because <laughs> you are quite, normally you're quite softly spoken. Like, you're not the loudest person in the room, unlike oh, me, yeah. normally. But that was even, it was even worse before. Very timid, Ed. Um, what's that, also in terms what's of that like, long you know... shadow in the back of the room? <laughs> <laughs> also in terms of, of slang, I didn't know anything. Literally what I knew was school, which was pretty good in terms of, you know, if you're compared to other countries uh, and films, but... If you watch a film, you're not gonna like copy or mimic how people. You've <laughs> just seen Green Street. <laughs> <laughs> so I go. So <laughs> my dad's like, "Okay, go go order something because I'm not doing it." So I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get it." And um, he doesn't like stout or cider. And I just asked the guy, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was a spoons as well. I didn't even know spoons was like a, a chain or anything at that point. I just it's knew an institution. It was a pub we sat down and I was like uh, so do you have anything local <laughs> and I was like uh, yeah there's this and this and I was like uh, I'll have a bit of that and, and that and turns out that it was one pint of cider local obviously Bristol and a stout <laughs> and I brought that to the table my dad was like <laughs> you're a disappointment fuck? Ed thank god I'm leaving you here <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah oh um. but yeah we can uh, now go back to South America if you. But if does he like. like? Does he like stout and cider now? No, I'm a massive fan of it. No, I I I heard about an amazing. We're going to go back to South America in a minute. I promise. I was I new YouTube stuff. I'm not going to get into the what's about. But have you ever heard of something called Guinness Punch? No, no. So it's like a it's a Jamaican drink. I've just found out about not now, but like a few days ago. And you get like export strength Guinness. Mm-hmm. Condensed milk, bit of rum, <laughs> some like spices, like a bit of cinnamon, bit of allspice. Put it in a blender, churn the fuck out of it. Gonna have a nice thick, sweetened Guinness. It's like that sounds, Guinness Angel Delight. Yeah, Honestly, multi, that sounds delicious. Like it's like, a, and then I was thinking, if you freeze some some of the Guinness in that. Have ice cream. Make it like a like a slushy consistency. It'll be stunning. Honestly, that sounds amazing. Have you had? Uh, it's a terrible name for it. It's the Irish car bomb. You had one. <laughs> so you get half a pint of Guinness. You put a shot of whiskey in it, and then you fill a shot glass full of Bailey's, and you plop the Bailey's into the Guinness, mm-hmm. and you down it. So it's like a Jaeger bomb, but but a Irish. Bit more. <laughs> and you have to drink it before the Bailey's curdles. In the oh in the wow, so it goes all lumpy, but it's actually really good. It doesn't sound it like it's horrible to be mm. fair. I mean, Bailey's is is delightful. I've not had Bailey's for years. It's so good. I mean, how like, 
Do people just have it at home, like, just, oh, let me have a bit of Baileys? My my mum, right? <laughs> Around <laughs> Christmas, all the time. I hope, oh, I hope my mum listens to this. She uh, she had a bottle, she doesn't drink much, but she, had a, she found a bottle of Baileys at home, and uh, she was using it as sauce for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. <laughs> that is such a good idea. I know. Um, it's like a rum raisin. Sorry, I keep veering so off. Yeah, that's, what, that's what Carol gets up to. <laughs> Shout out, Carol. What kind of ice cream, though? Uh, she likes fancy stuff. Hagen does. She's a yeah, but she's, like she's, what, what she's, she's, she's a woman of expensive taste. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's with the most expensive ice cream. I think it. Oh, you mean in terms of flavors? Yeah. Well, she's salted caramel, straight up, no messing around. Fair. Um, That's a good shit. Yeah. That's a good move. All right, should we jump back to South America? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I've got uh something about some animals. So this is. The bare-throated bellbird. That is a beautiful bird. Very, very pretty bird. So it's a white bird with its face looks bare, but it's um, it's like small, green, shiny, iridescent feathers with a small black beak. Um, and it's or second or third loudest bird on earth. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. It is a small bird. Compared to the last few birds in the last few episodes, I'm not sure this reaches the size of a Subway sandwich. Um, no, it's really small. It's like a bit smaller than a and pigeon. And that is the loudest bird? It's the second loudest. There's there's another the one called the... first has to be the, the, the seagulls in Bristol. <laughs> because <laughs> they another wake bell me up every morning. Yeah, they're bastards. They're seagulls here. They're thugs. I've, yeah. I've seen the mug people. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I've actually got the oh, noise. Oh, got the recording it? Yeah, so I, re- I got the recording of the bellbird. God, that's like the stabbing scene from Psycho. Psycho, yeah. And you can hear that from up to two miles away. What? Mm. It also sounds like, I don't know, like if you've got... Um... Sounds like a roundabout or a squeaky gate. Or... Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. gate that you try to... <laughs> ah, it doesn't... Well, like, a, like, a, like the noise a train makes when it breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's their national bird. Wow. Yeah. It's a cool bird. It is very cool. The noise is awful. Though. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, what? What? What other? Because what? They must have quite a good like. Well, unless it's all South just America. farm well, like, No, no, it's actually, great. I mean, um, I think I got my my notes mixed up on the worst deforestation with uh, the last episode because it's here. Um, but they do have some amazing animals. Their national animal is called the pampas fox. Um, oh, I do like I like the word pampas. Yeah, like pam- pampas grass is that a thing? I don't know. The pampas grass. for me is the um, nappies. <laughs> nappies, yeah. No, no, no. So pampas. Pampas. I think pampas are like grasslands oh, in South America. It makes sense because they're open, open land valleys. And I think pampas grass is like a special type of long grass. Swingers oh. used back in the seventies before the internet. Um, Used to be, I was used to, like, if, if people had pampas grass growing in their front garden, it meant they were swingers. No shit. Yeah. Well, that's what my mum and dad used to say. We didn't have it in our <laughs> garden. Um, um, and they play dead when, uh, oh, yes. when uh, a threat comes by. Um, oh, mid flight. No, no, the, no, fox. the, the pampas oh, the fox, fox. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and despite being recognized as the national animal, the Pampas fox is sometimes perceived as a threat to agriculture. They're hunted both for the population control and for their fur. Um, there's also pumas. You've got jaguars. Um, one thing they do have um, in their waterways is a giant otter. Um, oh, my God. And they can get up to three meters. That's ten subways. What? That's like... 
a whole meter more than me. That's there's what? no way three top, meters, yeah. top, including including the tail. No, I, there I guess so. There top, is top, no top. way. Yeah, its stature has earned it the nickname River Wolf. Oh, there wow. is three meters. Yeah. Oh, I would love to be called the River Wolf. I can I can show do, you here. Do you think you could beat that? No, no. They take down anaconda and, and okay, like yeah, that. maybe. Do they have anaconda there as well? They would, yeah. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> for sure, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're one of the main. Uh, they're three predators. meters long. That that must make them really wide as well. Yeah, they're big big boys. I want to see one. Imagine yeah. you're walking around. I want to fight it. I want to challenge it to a duel. <laughs> they look like an overstuffed normal otter, like a really badly done taxidermy with like ridiculous eyes shoved on him. Quite a flat face. Flat, flat face. Yeah, yeah. Flat face, like big, stupid, googly eyes. But yeah, they're voracious hunters. Um, I can't, like, Im I c just cannot imagine seeing something like that. No. Let's so you were just walking around, like, next to a river, going on a little hike. And you see this three meter long log. Yeah. But it's not a log, Ed. But no, it can fuck you up. It's a river wolf. <laughs> um, they also have the tapir here as well. Oh. Yeah, it's a different species. Um, they have a giant peccary, which is um, it's a pig-like creature that wasn't known to exist until it was discovered in 2000. Nice. So it's a big, big mammal. Um, and there's one really cool animal called a bush dog, which... Uh, it's got webbed feet, short round uh, snout, short bushy tail. So um, their webbed feet makes them really good swimmers. Um, and that's where they hunt. It's like lowlands, wetlands oh. types of areas. But they kind of look like... Um, man bear pig. Yeah, exactly. Like man bear pig. Uh, no, like a stoat almost. Okay. Like that kind of that kind of shaped head. And um, yeah, pretty cool wildlife there. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. cool. I, I I read that um I didn't read, I watched that um obviously Paraguay has two seasons. Um mm. and but in the in the dry season it's really windy because all of the wind comes down from the 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 Andes. Um and they can reach like hundred and ten kilometers an hour. And in fact, because it's really flat, isn't it? Yeah, because it, yeah, it's really a really flat sort of almost like a plateau. Um and it can cause um tornadoes. Oh, shit. But most of the tornadoes end up happening in Argentina and Brazil. Ah, so the, the, like, like the tornado starts brewing in Paraguay, and then they're like, I, I assume as part of revenge for the Triple Alliance War, they <laughs> they rain down there. It's quite convenient. Their twisty wrath, um, uh, abroad. Nice. Speaking <laughs> speaking of um, uh, river wolves, you know, preposterous, potentially you know, unbelievable. That last one you said that had webbed feet and a snout was yet called a dog whatever <laughs> um i've got this little fella this is um has he got a cigar yeah yeah, yeah yeah yes again is yeah. that a bottle of something in yeah the back yeah this is the pombero um or also sometimes known as uh oh he's got a few names pomberito which means little pombero um <laughs> priaguay hairy feet caray bahare lord of the night um, and conversely, Kuarahai Yara, Master of the Sun. Um, Day man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Don Pombero is a mythical humanoid small cre uh, creature of small stature in uh, Gurani mythology. Um, 
Uh, it's an important part of Richard's culture, stretching from the northeast of Argentina towards all of Paraguay. Um, and uh, it's a man of the night. He is said to be a primarily, primarily nocturnal creature. Um, so is he the a man of the night, like a... Nightman. As in like a... Oh, no, 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 not, not, uh, not, not a I'm a man of the night. Um, he is usually described as being short and ugly, very short arms, hairy hands and feet. That He's, sounds just like me. Oh, well, <laughs> um, My arms are so small. Well, it gets better. Are you, his, your, your hands are not hairy. No, they're just tiny. We've his, gone through this. Uh, <laughs> his hairy... Oh, God. His... His hairy feet are said to give him the ability to sneak up on people silently. Oh, so he's got hairy soles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if it gets oh. wet, oh, that'd be just horrible. Dry, just dry him off. Imagine um, standing in a slug. Uh, and the touch of his hairy hand is said to bring a cold shiver. Generally dwells in rural, are- <laughs> rural areas, um, and, but he sometimes chooses to inhabit an abandoned house. Um, as a forest dweller, the pombero is able to imitate the sounds of various forest creatures. Um, uh, it's believed that Pombero can imitate birdsong. Um, this is really starting to sound way too close to me. <laughs> I can't, yeah, it is actually. Um, uh, uh, some people say that he whistles before he appears and that some, people, some people are so frightened by seeing him that they, uh, they never whistle again. Um, a lot of people think that um, Pombero exists to protect um, birds. Uh, against children who hunt them with slingshots. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm all for the pombero. So yeah, um, yeah, he's also known as a bit of a troublemaker, stealing chickens, you know, ruining crops. Man's got to eat. E- eating rice. Um, so a lot. Yeah, of pe- but he's he's kind of going against his values there by stealing chickens, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he punishes oh, so. himself. Maybe oh, he yeah. just frees them. Yeah, he's liberating them. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of a lot of pe- people in sort of well, obviously, yeah. He, as you can see from the picture, he loves <laughs> he loves to have a have have a cigar, and he likes he sometimes he gets on the drink. Um, Is he carrying a log? No, he's sort of leaning on that log, probably oh. looking for some naughty kids who are going to throw slingshots, dastardly kids. Um, so a lot of people in rural areas sometimes leave out gifts. For the for the pombero, so either a cigar uh, or a bottle of rum, a little bottle of rum for him. Keep him going. That's great. That's, that's the so they like him or they're scared of him. Um, I well, think kids probably scared. I think kids are scared of him. Adults don't want him to like. He's he's not a bad person. <laughs> he just puts stuff out. So he doesn't like steal like liberated chickens. He's or, he's full of mischief and whimsy. Bit bit mischief mischievous. Um, yeah, a bit, bit of a bit of a up to no good, but lovable. Um, it's definitely like you. You don't, you don't smoke cigars. Um, so yeah, that's that's the pombero. That's I'm, cool. I like that. I'm gonna do the best segue, and I, I just have to announce it: the best segue the routine around podcast has ever. Oh, sorry. Experience. <laughs> I, I just, I just, Before you segue, I just <laughs> let me this. just throw you off um, course. <laughs> sometimes. He's blamed for unexplained pregnancies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that you? Yep. <laughs> um, as well as other supernatural abilities. No, it's not supernatural. Um, sorry. The greatest segue of all time. So this guy's called Pombero. Uh, yeah. With a P. Yes. Well, in Spanish, Bombero is firefighter. And 
Paraguay doesn't have firefighters. What? What? If there's a fire, people nearby are expected to extinguish it and help everyone. There's no firefighting department. That's weird, but I kind of like the community aspect of it. Yeah, but I wouldn't trust my neighbour. I wouldn't help anyone. (laughs) I'd ask for lots and lots of help, but there's no way I'm risking my my delicate hairless arms. uh, That doesn't doesn't mean that, you know, the military might not intervene or the police Mm. or something like that. Maybe the police are trained to go, but there's no, like, firefighter department. That's insane. Why? It's madness. I don't know. Well, clearly it's not because you don't hear. Well, you don't hear on the news. News just in once again. Paraguay is on fire, so <laughs> they must be getting on pretty all right. I mean, if it was Australia, then it'd be worrying, obviously, because the country just goes up in flames every but year. But the firefighters over there start some of the fires as well. Did you hear about that during the well, last Australia? Ones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, to control it. No, some were doing it for a heroic the- thing. So they start the fire and then go and be seen to put it out that sounds so stupid mm-hmm. Australia yep the super fire starting technique I heard of is a German <laughs> tourist in uh, in Spain that was a few years ago that was massive fires it was all caused because a German tourist had a little poo in the wild but he wanted to be you know clean so burn it he, he burnt his toilet paper oh. to dispose of it you know I thought he might burn the to, poo no the toilet paper because he has to be clean and he uh, you know set half the country on fire holy shit oh what a sausage but that Save clearly isn't a problem in beautiful country of Paraguay Paraguay and there's Victoria Falls yet again uh, did you say that's Iguazu yeah uh, I can't remember the name it looks a lot like our last episode yeah but this is Iguazu Falls the largest waterfall system in the world is it shared with um, I don't Brazil? know I don't know Stunning, isn't it? Mm. Oh, that? do you see that oh, little like bridge? A bridge. There? Yeah, yeah, that is this. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh wow! I'm really sorry for all the listeners. You're really not experiencing the same kind of level of production value here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you're missing like, is just oh, oh. a picture of the same waterfall from two different angles. Oh, well, you yeah, can see the main. Had, one of them had a rainbow in it. it did. So it's even more magical. Mm. Oh, you can get circular rainbows at Iguazu Falls. That's it goes cool. all the way around. But this is really impressive. Yeah. Stunning. Do you have anything about it all? About waterfalls? No. Um, I, I don't think clearly so. Clearly, anyway. tourism isn't really developed there because there's really not much in terms of um, information of stuff to do. And I mean, I'm sure Tom still found a hotel to review. Yeah, but, I, I, um, I did. But it's not a very good one, if I'm being honest. Oh, well, obviously, none of the hotels I've talked about are, are, <laughs> could be defined as good hotels. But the reviews are a little bit disappointing. Um, Should we have a listen? Yeah, let's give it a whirl. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> stop trying so hard, Paraguay, I guess, is, is the... Is the uh, so, so this place is called uh, Costanera Hotel in Asuncion. Um, Which is the capital city, we didn't mention It's that. got a really long name as well. Everyone just calls it Asuncion. Oh, is it that capital city? I heard about it recently. I didn't know it was this one. Yeah, it's just far too long. This, and another thing. So there's a little, a little caveat, a little disclaimer. All of these reviews are in Spanish. I Google translated them. I'm not going to read Spanish on next. Um, never come. Horrible. Everything you don't want in a hotel. Here you find it. Dirty, <laughs> ugly, and wet rooms. Wet rooms. Wet rooms. Poor organization. Everything wrong. 
thumbs down emoji. My room had no key. Very insecure. <laughs> they didn't give us the room they promised us. <laughs> no key. Yeah. Very insecure. That's a good analysis a of the situation. Low. Yeah. Um, next one, a fraud. It's not a hotel. The published photos have nothing to do with the place. It's a dirt. It's dirty and untidy. The room that they had reserved for us did not meet the requirements that were advertised, nor did nor did they respect the rates agreed upon in the reservation. It's a very formal one, isn't it? Um, the cost quality relationship does not exist. It is a forgettable place. Not to recommend or never return. I'm not sure they'll forget about that place, though. Yeah, that's true. I, well, it's been. We've had, a lot of, we've had a lot of reviews where, where people have described rooms as wet. <laughs> I don't really know what they get. Well, they're getting getting Steamy. on about. Steamy. One day you'll go to a hotel in some some obscure place, and you'll understand. You'll be like, "Ah, oh. oh, this is what it is." Makes so much sense. The walls are just damp, like moist. Ah, uh, but uh, yeah, the walls are sweating. Yeah, that's like because you know I want to feel a. When I hear the wall, the walls are wet, the room's wet. It's like you know, after you have a shower, and like the tiles have got a little bit of condensation. Like mm. that's wet. Yeah, not damp wet. I've had wet. I had a wet room in Peru. Oh yeah. That like, I I'd slip on the on the floor a little bit because <laughs> there were damp patches. But from where? Like what? Do you... It was just really steamy. It was it was in the in the mountains, mm. and it was cold. Like the tiles were cold, so all the it was just slightly damp. I once I once stayed in an Airbnb in in, in Lima, which um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know why that one was wet. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> I um had like you go in a little kitchenette area, little sofas, little desk, bed, and then a bathroom like round round to the side, um, and then outside of the bathroom, next to the bed. Was a jacuzzi bath <laughs> for no reason at all, and it was. I, th I think there's literally one reason. I didn't get used for that purpose. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. How big was it? Like two oh, people, pretty, three people. Oh, it was a, uh, two at a push. It was. It was a. It wasn't massive. It wasn't like gigantic. It was more like a, a bathtub which had some jets in it. It wasn't like you know a six-person sex tub. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, that. Yeah, that that was a bit splashy. That room was a bit wet afterwards. <laughs> After your jacuzzi, <laughs> um, it's definitely the only wet thing there. I'm not going to get into that story. <laughs> Wait to the pro episode. Um, I've got a couple of little. Uh, I, I'm. I've got my um, you know, regular bit of misery about the environment. So the Gran Chaco is the second largest forest in South America. It's 300,000 square miles and it has one of the highest deforestation rates on on the planet. Every month, uh, an area of 133 square miles is lost. Um, projection point to a loss of millions of additional acres of native vegetations by 2030. Have they not run, a, run out of uh, forest yet? Because they're speed. so fucking big. <laughs> I, we just don't realise how big they are. Um, so it's it's home to unique vegetation and wildlife, including 3,400 plant species, 500 birds, hundreds of mammals, reptiles and amphibians. Um, Nine million people live in the Gran, uh, the Gran Chaco. 
which is that forest, including several indigenous communities. Um, and it's livestock and agriculture that's basically cutting down all of this stuff for beef and beef, soy. Beef and soy. Yeah. Because. Um, and on a better note, um, Paraguay is home to pines, eucalyptus and cedar trees. Eucalyptus? Yeah. Really? As well as cypresses, which are all common. Um, and parts of eastern Chaco, uh, the Chaco Bajo, are covered with plants so densely that locals have dubbed it El Impenetrable, which is the <laughs> impenetrable. Uh, That's how you say it in Spanish. It just sounded like you said you something wank, in English. He's going to correct my L. fucking pronunciation. I'm surprised he didn't add an O at the end of that. Mayonnaise-o? <laughs> how would you say that? Impenetrable. All right, well, you sound like a dick. <laughs> can, I, can I have a go? Yeah, but now you know. L... Impenetrable. Kev was correct. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I did. Yeah. Kev, no, no, Kev's, uh, two against one, yeah. yeah. It's obvious. There's Mennonites. Fuck off. Yeah. What are they up to down there? I don't know. <laughs> not, not much. Spreading the word. Oh, that's cool. Wearing stupid clothes. Doing carpentry stuff. Yeah. The usual Not stuff. having technology. I, I uh, Well, I'd like to find out more about the Mennonites. I know we covered them in the, in the Belize episode, but what the, what the full history of the Mennonite community is... Um, Oh, it's probably well, they dumb. get around South they, South America, don't they? Yeah. For, well, how do they get down there? They probably well, they're not going. They're not walking, are they? They're getting on planes. Hypocrites. Or, well, boat, or steamboats. Or walked. boats. Yeah. Oh, they wouldn't have got past the Gap, Darien Gap. Ah, uh, true. In boats, steam. Oh, oh, I'll give them a pass. <laughs> uh, and that's that's all I've got on the environment. Um, but I just thought yeah. I'd stick the the. Yeah, the misery in. I've, um, um, I think so. Stop eating soy and beef, please. Don't need to. Soy is pointless, and beef is pointless as well. I've got a little, a little story. And to be honest, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a link on my phone that opens a longer news story, which I cursorily, cursorily read. So what I'm going to. Is do, it more bad news then? It's not bad news. It's quite good news. But I'm just going to tell you what I remembered because I don't want to read it for that because it's dull um, this is salvia salvia stevia stevia salvia's uh, the type of weed yeah yeah well the, <laughs> was it synthetic one that kills people it's oh, basically is it? spice oh isn't salvia it? yeah, it's yeah. the thing that was like oh, super bu- popular in Manchester oh, I'm thinking, a couple of years ago no stevia I was, I was thinking of sativa ah That's the type yeah. of weed but salvia oh I bonged sativa salvia once bad idea very bad idea. Um, Stelvia? Stevia, Stevia. I think. Stevia. Um, the sweetener, everyone. Yeah, yeah, the sweetener. Probably knows. Um, it's indigenous to Paraguay. I didn't know it was a plant. I thought it was a synthetic it's, it's kind a, of thing. It's an artificial sweetener, but it's not synthetic. Okay. So it makes things taste artificially sweeter. Um, and it's native, native to Paraguay. It's used in a lot of indigenous ceremonies. Um, like... Not just for dieting, but for like right, pass, rites of passage for across the ages, and it's largely cultivated. the The main company doing a lot of the cultivation, surprise, surprise, is uh, the Coca Cola Company. I thought you were um, going to say Monsanto, the Alpha there. Guest House oh, of Soft Drinks. Oh God, Monsanto! Yeah, don't don't even get me don't even get me started on those monsters. Um, Monst- Monsanto's. Um, yeah, Coca Cola. They they buy the majority of of this this 
plant. Or for Diet Coke. For for di- any of their diet drinks. Um, they, I mean, Coca-Cola love completely fucking South America, don't they? But South America is really yeah. unlucky in terms of they have all the ingredients for all their mm. drinks. Yeah, and all, true. And all of the party ingredients. Um, uh, and indigenous communities are trying to start a, a lawsuit against um, Coca-Cola. To, I think it's to get land back and to sort of give give them and the Paraguayan state more rights over selling it. Mm. That's what um, my friend Mark is doing in, well, he's doing it in Ecuador. But um, go and follow him on Instagram, Mark Fox Photography. Um, he does a lot of work with indigenous communities and their protests. And oh, nice. All that kind of stuff. So Coca-Cola, oil companies, that kind of that kind of stuff. I imagine it's really bad, especially in that forest um, you you're mentioning. It's mm. like trying to stop. You know, you've got a real life fur and gully situation on the go there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, best of luck. <laughs> That's such a British thing to say. <laughs> Good luck. Um, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. So yeah, follow. Yeah, find out all about it. Find out how they're trying to fight big corporations. And um, Coca-Cola, if you are listening to this podcast, we. <laughs> Sponsor us. Yeah, sponsor us. <laughs> sponsor us and we'll say whatever you want. Um. Stevie is good for you. I'm not sure how good it is for you. Is it bad? I don't know. I don't think it. I think it's all nonsense, people saying it's bad. Mm. Um, I think anything in massive amounts is bad. Yeah. I'm really surprised. They Some things are worse in massive amounts than other things. A <laughs> massive amount of coke. Like bullets. <laughs> Bullets, prime example. <laughs> a lot worse than a lot of strawberries. Yeah. I don't know. Strawberry. Unless you're diabetic. Mm, true. Full of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had strawberries in ages. Well, I get strawberries on the way home. Oh, yeah. It's the season. It's yeah. Uh, almost. Um, shall we do guest post? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Guest stories. Guest stories. Stories of some guests. So this is from... The lovely Amanda Ford. Well, there's that time in Mongolia where I was in Altai and my car broke down, so I had to catch a taxi, which essentially was just a 4 by 4 from Altai to Ulgi, I think it was. Was it Hovda Ulgi? I think it was Ulgi. It was basically a two-day drive to get there, and the guy that I went with put his hand in my lap and I was like, no, thank you. And he's like, no. And he put his hand back. So I'm like, sweet. I'm in a four by four in the middle of Mongolia with one guy, no witnesses. And he insists on putting his hand on my lap. So I was like, cool. Mind you, whilst this was all happening as well, his music of choice was Venga Boys. But it wasn't like the normal Venga Boys songs that you know, such as like, boom, 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 or we like to party. It wasn't those. It was one called like Uncle Sam or something. I don't know exactly what it was called, but I remember there was a song about an uncle and it was by Venga Boys because I remember I did Shazam on my phone. Anyway, we ended up rocking up into Oogie after like a couple of days. And um, as a thank you for him taking me there, or he thanked me for letting me go. I don't know. Anyway, he gave me a watermelon. And then on the a couple of days later, when me, Kev, and whoever else was driving towards like Ulaanbaatar, coincidentally, we um, like ran into him when we broke down. And he saw me and he just drove off because he knew that he was a bit of a dirtbag. So that was uh, a bit darker. But 
Um, nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing happened. Um, so Amanda broke down halfway across Mongolia and then came back and got in the car with us. And she told me what happened when she got back in the car, but the guy was already gone. And then we broke down in the middle of nowhere. And then this four by four comes out. You know, you just see that dust cloud yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the car appears and we're like, thank fuck for that. And then he steps out, looks at Amanda and just 180s straight back into the car and drives off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's Mongolia. Yeah, like, and also, you know, he did give her a watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And he played Venga Boys. But it just, I, I mean... He might have been, he might have picked Venga Boys just to make her feel like, oh, I've got some English music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It must have been fucking terrifying for Mando, seriously. Yeah, though. yeah, it was. And it was, it was quite early on in our relationship so I was like trying really hard to play it cool when he was there. And I was like, that guy's a dick. When in the back of my head, I was like, me and Chris are here and we could murder him. Like that was the what was going through my head. I wasn't going to murder someone, obviously. But um, it just kind of goes to show how dodgy it can get. How come she was on her own? Uh, so her team carried on to Ulaanbaatar. The car was completely destroyed and they got a bus there. And she was like, I kind of want to travel a little more so mm. she came back and there were people coming coming in and out of the of the four by four but um yeah <laughs> various times with watermelons and finger boys that she uh got got grabbed but it can it's quite a a common thing in mongolia yeah old uh snatch and grab type thing i mean i know it's quite dark but it's not all of our stories have to be bants. But to be like, <laughs> to be fair, I think we there's bad things happening everywhere. When you travel, you are confronted with both sides. Really, it's sadly it's part of traveling. That is, yeah. It's, you take the good and bad, and some sometimes the bad stories are the ones that you remember better. And they're funnier to tell. Obviously, that wasn't that funny, apart from Venga Boys and Watermelons. I, I love the, the way she told the story. She probably would have told it differently or not told it if uh, it had been different. But yeah. I love how she was. Oh, no, yeah, she this was happening. It was really uncomfortable and horrible. But he was playing Venga Boys. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think she felt very, very unsafe. But still pretty fucking weird. Um. And unfortunately, that's yeah, that that's quite common over there. Um, like, there's yeah, there, it people lots of get, stories that we've heard yeah. from people dodgy as as freak, but one of the most beautiful places on earth. Um, you know what? But well, you must know this. I've got in my passport a whole page dedicated to Mongolian visa that I got before going traveling and. Uh, it's still there without the stamp because I never made it to Mongolia. I forgot. And it's oh, such a... Such oh, a... it's a shithole, mate. You, yeah, you'd hate it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's it's one of the grossest countries uh, The watermelons are not even sweet. The watermelons <laughs> don't have any so water salty. in them. <laughs> Dry and salty. People play Venga Boys. I mean, at, at no, all no. Times, all times of the day as well. Mm, yeah. I guarantee it's like cumbia in South America. Not with Venga boys. Just, yeah, yeah. Have you been to South America? I've been to Argentina and Chile, but I was, I was, I was like 
old enough to realize how stuff like just stuff around me but maybe not old enough for what you're I, about well, to say I, I fucking love cumbia so i, was like 13. <laughs> I should excuse any, myself any public space that you're in or any vehicle cumbia is playing somewhere <laughs> is that a band or this is the genre yeah oh, I don't it's good I cumbia have it give it a go um, it's like a bit like poppy salsa type <laughs> yeah I like. Oh yeah, uh, I'll send you some cumbia. I got some. Yeah. Fun. Um, but it's everywhere. Like you can't, you can't get away from it. So it's good that you like. I've it, got Tom. a specific memory, very vivid, of um, a bus. Well, a coach that we got in Chile, in uh, in Patagonia. I'm sure it was playing cumbia or some sort of music, but I couldn't focus on it because the only thing I could hear is every two seconds a massive beep, because that beep was every time you'd go over the speed limit, his bus would go like be you know you're going over the speed limit and this guy was bombing it down like mountain roads and i was so scared every time it would be like me and you, you just know that at that point he's going too fast for the vehicle not for the road he's passed that way <laughs> ages ago oh vehicles just like help me <laughs> so yeah i'm sure he was playing music then but yeah it's soothing Soothing cumbia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're about to die, holding your seat like <laughs> that's how I'd want to to, to go out. Um, you're supposed to go floppy, aren't you, in car accidents? That's why people who are asleep don't get as messed up. Oh, I didn't know that. That might just be one of those urban myths. I guess if if you're awake, you see what's happening, so you're more tense. Mm. So sense. go floppy, go floppy, go everyone. floppy. Um, <laughs> Well, something that isn't floppy is uh, the. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to segue, but this is really nice. <laughs> um, is um, being able to balance lots of things in one's head. <laughs> there is no flop on those ladies. Sans flop. Um, I'm really intrigued by this. I'm going to just say the name in English the bottle dance. Ed, care to make me not sound like a dick? It's, just, it's not like La Danza de la Bottle. Uh, Danza de la Botella. Botella. Botella, yeah. Where's the O? Is there an O after? Oh, um, The bottle dance. Women balance at least one bottle on their heads while dancing. It requires incredible balance and strength, and they can have up to five or six bottles at once. I saw a video with bottles. Yeah, that well, I'm, like, I'm gonna get them. You know, wine bottles. Oh, sorry. Um, and they stack together, so there's dedicated oh, okay. bottles ah. for bottle dancing, but they're just balanced on their heads. Mm. What um, about what about this bird on the on the right? So that's of, another fucking bars on red. That's another type <laughs> of um, dance where you can have have those as well. They're like a it's, it's the easy jug. one. So yeah, beginners. <laughs> um, but it is uh, dancing to uh, Paraguayan polka. Oh, nice. Mm. So the origin of the dance is unclear, but su people suggest that it came from the women who would bring bottles of waters to farmers during colonial times. I mean, that sounds like a fucking stretch. Just put them in a basket. <laughs> but maybe they didn't have like a... A cloth? I they could know. put it in. Um, yeah, and also, how, how, oh, this how, how much less efficient is it? You can hold two bottles like that. And hold, you can hold four bottles in two, in two, two hands. <laughs> yeah, but then you've got four more on your head. Yeah, but then you'd have... Imagine how... I mean, it takes incredible balance and strength, doesn't it? So maybe they could carry loads. 
Um, Bottle Dancer's performances are improvised. <laughs> what do you mean? Just like they, they, they get them up there and they start dancing or they just, they just don't, like whenever it comes over, the, the feeling comes to them. <laughs> <laughs> then they have to start getting the bottle <laughs> and dancing. Yeah. Give me my bottles. It could be any time of the day. <laughs> there was a couple of other bits. Sorry, one second. Um, so yeah, they're accompanied by music from the Paraguayan polka. Um, the more advanced dancers are able to balance 10 or more bottles on their head. Uh, so these guys are just complete amateurs. Sorry, I got this picture. There's only four. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the bottles used by the dancers are usually decorated with tricolored ribbon resembling the Paraguayan flag or with flowers. So you can see the little ribbon. It does now for balance. What, ribbons and flowers? Flowers, mainly. Yeah, it'll throw you off. Um, so that's the traditional dance. There's other dances similar around South America, but that's specifically Paraguayan. Well, this is much better than the Sprungprozession in the Luxembourg episode. Oh, yeah, the, the, leaping, around, the leaping right? one. Yeah. I like Sprung, sprung something? Sprungprozession. Yeah, that one. Procession of springing. I like I like the guy in this picture on the extreme left. Um <laughs> I like his outfit. He's got like a that red, a like a red outfit. knitted jumper with like a, a white neckerchief and, a, and, a, and like a, a Panama hat. He's looking for a jewel, clearly. <laughs> uh, just... And in the background, it's just like people oh. wearing modern clothes. There's another, if you lean forward, Ed, there's another one with oh. a vase on her head. Yeah. The building in the back is also really nice. Like castle oh, it's got little turrets, yeah. yeah. It looks quite modern though. It's got like nice bricks. So that's the bottle dance. Uh, how do you say it again, Ed? Danza de la Botella. Danza le Botella. De la Botella. But it's South America, so it wouldn't be Danza. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Like every country, In your face, Ed! Every country's got a different accent. Do you reckon you could balance... Well, what's what's the best thing you could balance on your head, Ed? Don't say I that, can't. That, that isn't a bottle. Oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's fairly easy, I would say. I think everyone can do this. Yeah, but can you dance, Ed? Yeah, it's true. That, that is a massive... Oh, no, I can't. Yeah, did I squirt no. the... Oh, I did. <laughs> but no one, no one. For one, Kev, don't don't lose heart. No one goes from from that to. You've like, not even you taken a head, one. You don't put on your head and realize you're a professional. So you know, keep, I'll try. Keep trying. I'll try. Uh, I've balanced a ladder on my chin. Do you know that's not how you use ladders, right? Yeah, but that's not how you use bottles. Good point. <laughs> I like watching those videos of people picking up tables with their teeth. Oh, yeah. It's a very Russian thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Loads of spinning. Yeah. Has yeah. anyone got any more facts? I'm, mm. I'm all out of facts. I'm all out. No. I am drained. Where do we go now? Right, so we are going to... Oh, oh man. man. That would be fun. I've... Um... <laughs> that sounded so sarcastic. No, no, I'm, I'm intrigued. I've been to... Oh, Have you airport on a transfer? Oh. I had three hours. Uh, <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> very excited. Should we just get the oh man joke over with? Nice. Yeah. Fate to black. Fate to black. <laughs> See you next week, everyone. See you in a man.